Listener Production. Massive edition of Footy Talk for your Monday. We'll talk all things cheating in cricket, the MCG and the fitness test for potential security guards, the D's, the Pies, GWS, the Saints, injuries, MRO plus Jay-Z's top three headlines of the week. That's all coming up next on the Footy Talk podcast. Footy Talk time for your Monday. Daisy Thomas back in the chair, steering the ship as I welcome the team. Bandy's back together. I look to my left, the wonderful Abby Holmes. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. You're never allowed to leave again. We missed you that much. You're never allowed to go. I understand and I could see why. (laughs) Uh, Jay-Z, welcome to you. Uh, Hello, Dale. Hello, Abby. How hard did you go over there in uh, London? So if you could give us a score out of 10, how hard you push those boundaries? You're sort of meeting with Royals. You're going to the races. You're going to the cricket. It was a condensed trip, probably a solid... Eight out of ten. By the look of you yesterday, you packed a lot in. I was a broken man yesterday. Landed at 12.30, was on the M's at midday. 15 hours sleep last night, though. So that is I'm probably going to be better today than it was yesterday. If you could put your headphones on at some stage, right. that would also be great, <laughs> rather than just putting them on your ears. Hey, we're not going to skim over this, though. What was your favourite moment over there? You just said you met, well, you didn't quite meet the king, but you, yeah. you, you I had brushed. a chance. <laughs> a chance running with the king. Uh, uh, you mean Wayne Carey? No, out of many chance Charles. runnings with him. But Charles, uh, the, oh, the real king, the real king of England, uh, was on my way to the bathroom of all places. They did the big procession down the straight there at Ascot, and I wanted to go down to the mounting yard to try and get some uh, photo of him up close, you know, yes. just sort of send it to mum and and whatnot. And I went down. There's about six levels at Royal Ascot, a big building. Mm. And I got to the fourth floor, and I tried to duck around the side to go to a toilet mm. and uh, to the bathroom, and the there's a big bloke standing there and goes, you can't go through at the moment. I was like, well, mm. I'm pretty sure I need to piss champ. So yeah. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, okay. I might just brush past you. And he goes, yeah. just wait here. Uh. So I waited and no further than two metres away Charles. was the King of England with his top hat off. So I'm giving it the big how you goings and <laughs> and there it was. So uh, I think he's still talking about it as well. Yes. Like he, he would remember you for sure. Absolutely yes. he would. The bogan Aussie. Oh, Charles, good on your champion. Do you know who I once weed next to one time? Who? Hulk Hogan. I was in the MCG <laughs> urinal and I stood next to me and a great shadow came over me and I saw just like this yellow leotardy thing and I looked up and it was the great Hulk Hogan <laughs> and have I ever felt more sort of inferior in that moment next to the great wrestler? Did you take a look? He is a big man. He is a big, <laughs> big man. Um, in, in stature, of course, stature. we're talking his height. We are. He's very tall. Um, oh, oh, boy. Oh Another highlight of the trip, of course, I was at Lords for the cricket. Yes. And Johnny Bairstow carrying off a... Trespasser, yes. uh, protester, as they yes. came on the field and tried to ruin the game. Yes. Which got me thinking about the MCG, the SCG, when we see the security guards, when people pitch invade, yes. and the security guards don't get within 50 yards of them. <laughs> yes. Should there be a criteria, yes. a minimum level of fitness, oh. a test that these guys are put Level through, 12 with a beep test. Oh. And also like tackling technique, yes. you know, your ability to chase, run down, tackle. Agrees. A gen- an agility test. You know what we need? This would be a great reality TV oh, show. would it? Yes, the security tryouts. Yes. The, and, and we, we could can put, workshop the name. We could put through some of <laughs> These guys and girls yes. through some fitness testing. I, like I would it. like like a draft camp. Yeah, <laughs> a draft camp. Yes. Well, we were talking about it. Yeah, how at school when you do all these pretend drills, like yes. if you're going to be on fire, you stop, drop, and roll. Yes, it hasn't really come into effect in my life no. just yet. No. <laughs> but maybe we can sort of have these people at a pretend field, and there's a hundred people, and they've got to guess which one's coming over. This is a great idea. Daisy. I like, I like yeah. where Love we're it. going with this. Um, while we're talking on the, the cricket, yes, we may as well touch on it for those of you 
who are listening, uh, who haven't been paying attention well, whatsoever. Well, if you're on Mars, yeah. If you are on Mars, yeah. not the four people in the NASA simulated Mars that aren't coming out for a year. Different <laughs> point. Mar, uh, what are we talking about? Cricket. Use your words. Cheating. Use your words. <laughs> They're not going to come out well today. <laughs> cheating is the big talking word. Yes. I say fair play to you. What was his name? Alex Carey. Alex yes. Carey. Well, what's the number one rule of cricket, Abby? Get him out. Other than that, stay in your stay crease. In your crease. <laughs> stay, yes. That was number two. <laughs> no, but seriously, exactly right. If it's, if it's a live ball yes. and someone goes out of their crease, you get them out. Yes, and we see on Twitter this morning, um, Johnny Bairstow tried it two days ago Ooh. and Baz McCullum yep. um, tried it a few years ago when he was keeping. So they've all done it. We've all done it. The ball wasn't dead. Run them out. Suck eggs. Two nil up. Smart. Smart what, by Alex What Gary. about the uh, riffraff, we will now call them, in the Lord's oh. Chamber? I thought I thought this was even more. Sort this of. is the biggest story. Mm. It's on every news platform. This yeah. morning this, as this well. place is even in the outer where I was in sort of the plebeia section. The, yep. the decorum we were speaking about with the, some of the English fans, they don't let the Barmy Army in because this place is proper and you sit up straight and you do not swear, you yes. cheer loudly for your team. Yep. The odd bit of banter, sir, but that will be it. And then that happens in the long <laughs> room. And next minute in the long room, they're mm. calling us cheats and booing. Yeah. yeah. I saw the look in Dave Warner's eye and I thought he was going to punch a grandpa. <laughs> I thought he was going to punch a grandpa. And I thought, you know what, Davey? Go for it. <laughs> Fair play to yourself. Fair play. If someone's going to call you a cheating yeah. dog to your yeah. face or a cheating dog, or you do, you do the Pommy accent. <laughs> Cheating dog. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, they're getting quite aggressive in there, weren't they? So, and this right, um, brings me to a question. Has something a sports fan ever said to you on or off the field ever bothered or really stuck with you? Like, do the Aussies walk through the long run and brush that off and laugh at them or does it stick with them? Have you ever had that experience where you've been jeered, hassled, threatened? Not really. I was and just it's saying, ever really. I was just saying before, probably the year that I kicked the 100 when everybody's trying whatever they possibly can to put you off. Yeah, I'd love to say that. Remember that Mate, year yeah, I kicked must be nice. Then, yeah. No, then you do. You just come out and kick 10 and you shut them up pretty quick. When I played the first game, Carlton v Collingwood and missed that goal from 35 out. I remember that. Yeah, yes. I, there was, I would have happily walked off the field after that. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was, That's the only time in I, I ever played a game tricky. where I didn't want to be out there for the rest of it. Your ankle failed you on that kick No, no, I my remember. ankle was fine. I nearly, I nearly missed my foot. My <laughs> ability, not my ankle. So was that the moment? Was that the, the pressure of the moment or the... No, Spotlight I of it all, could or? not have been more confident going back to kick that then goal. What, how I was come honest. You? I don't know. Uh, I got too close to the man on the mark, and I don't know what happened in just the end. But say, I'll, I remember going angle. back, and I was like, "Right, this is it." I like, remember you not making the distance. Yeah, I hit it. I did set to hit it off on, in the slow mo. It. Shin kicked it. It's a tough time to shin kick. It. Not ideal. It probably <laughs> took me a year and a half to get over it, but I managed to. And we thank the AFLPA for their ongoing psychological uh, presence. <laughs> Should we talk some footy now? Oh, I love uh, you, Daisy. This oh. is called the Footy Talk Podcast, so we may as well talk footy at some point. It's been a strong start, but let's start with the Blues at the MC. Yesterday, good enough to get it done against the Hawks in pretty dominant fashion. The question now is, does this count for anything? And the fans are asking, where was this a month ago when your season was still alive? It's it's good that they're able to put together back-to-back wins because we haven't seen that from them this year. And there was no sign of the post-buy blues as well, which is nice because we've seen what some sides have done off the, the buy, of course. But they were impressive, particularly their first half. I want to take a look at that first and foremost because Hawthorne did well to, you know, put five on the board in the third quarter. But their pressure was unbelievable in that first half. Hawthorne were just turning the ball over with every single possession that they had, and that was born off the relentless pressure that the Blues bought. But as you said, where was this? Where's this been for the last couple of months? And Blues fans will be you know, asking the same question yeah. because when, when they play that level of footy with the, the intensity and the intent that they bring, they look bloody good. 
Couldn't agree more, Abby. I'm a bit glass half empty on the Blues this year. That would really annoy me and frustrate me as a Carlton yeah. fan that now they turn it on when, when the pressure was really on the first half of the year. They were nowhere. Tell, riddle me this. Why does Jack Silvani get dropped every second week when he plays, like on Sunday, he kicked one goal, 17 disposals, 11, 11 contested possessions, Eight Gramble gets three three clearances. I'll speak English soon. Ten <laughs> score involvements. He annihilated yesterday. Yeah. Why do they? Why does Vossi drop him? I don't get it. He plays with heart and spirit. He does. He's every Carlton pl- fans. Favourite yeah. player. That's a, that really stood out yesterday as well. He was up against it in the ruck early with Ned Reeves, the big noodle, and Lloyd Meek, who are two genuine Lloyd, rucks. Yeah. Lloyd. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> even the effort that he was going to to just jump over the top of these big boys, yeah. whew, whew, he was impressive. He's a hard I, I think he's type. been impressive the entire season because he is a spare part sort of operator. I missed the fixer. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, but as a minimum, he brings his intensity and his effort to every game. So every week. I think that's where some of the frustration lies. I think back to the game, Carlton v Essendon, sort of season on the line stuff. Yep. They were in it till half time and only had 33 tackles for the game. Yes. When you think about effort, yep. that's that's what that is. Yes. You want to go and be in the contest mm. like they were yesterday. So it's good to see them turning it around. Didn't they have 80 odd or over 80 tackles yesterday when they averaged 50 something? Yeah, yeah. It, lifted. it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. So, I'd, if I'm another club, I'd be looking at Jack Silvani. He's not getting a lot of love on the contract front contract this, year, this year, right? And he's a free agent, so you can go and get him. With Sydney the, GWS, is that where we're thinking? That we're watching the Sydney clubs, right, because they could probably use a bit more help in the aerial support, and he does it all. And with all the hullabaloo about his dad and Carlton and all that stuff, does he get out of the Melbourne fishbowl? I'd go and get him, Jack Silvani. I, I really like him, and I'm surprised he's played so much VFL footy this year. Yes, he's a gunner. We're a genuinely good kid too. I love Jack. Um, the other big game yesterday was the D's and the GWS Giants yep. in Alice Springs. Melbourne-like temperatures for the Alice. Eight yes. degrees feels like four. Yep. Absolutely pissing down yeah. rain. Yep. The Ds become the big story out of it, I feel. The mm. Giants were good, good enough to win. The Ds were dominant in every facet of play. Have a listen to some of these numbers. Plus 44 contested possession. Yeah. Plus 21 uncontested. Plus 20 clearance. Plus 12 centre clearance. Plus 27 inside 50s. They will be kicking themselves mm. if this comes back to bite them in Could the Could not kick a goal to save their life yesterday, could they? But um, they also lose Fritch. Um, he was subbed out very early in that game, which looks like a serious foot injury. So that's bad. Jack Viney, he carried them, didn't he? he? Huge. 41 disposals, seven clearances. But it is, it's what's happening in their forward half, which is letting them down at the moment. Why can't they connect, Abby? Why can't they go from midfield dominance mm. to scoreboard conversion? I don't, I don't know, but that's that's the question, isn't that, it? That yes. would have kept Simon Goodwin up at night. He would have been awake at three o'clock on Sunday night, wondering, I've got this midfield, I've got all the guns yep. I, I want, and we're unable to make it work. And you look at their run, Melbourne, right, with Fritch out, Gorn and Grundy isn't working. Like we, we just need to call that for what it is. It just they are not getting the bang for buck. They got St Kilda at Marvel. They haven't been a strong Marvel team. They got Brisbane to come at the Ooh. MCG. Mm. Adelaide have been much improved. Richmond will give it a shake. Then they got North Melbourne, Carlton, Hawthorne. Gets easier, but they're next month. This is make or break. Like yeah. they should be a top four side. And if they're not, then the pressure's going to come. There'll be serious questions asked to Simon Goodwin. How did you think Ben Brown went yesterday? Finally got back into the side, but Van Royen kicked four in the VFL as well. Yeah. I don't think we can judge Ben on yesterday's... Not conditions. No condition. No and he had a crack. Yep. He was okay, but it wasn't a condition for a slow big man. Yep. He mm. was serviceable, but you look up the other and Jesse Hogan had mi- minimal impact. Riccardi had minimal impact. Max Gorm was forward for a lot of the game purely as a target. 
The issue is, and this will be if it happens again on a dry day, mm. is to why it isn't happening. The connection, yeah. And even where they started to kick the ball late in that game where they had to get back on top, they're kicking wide to the pocket again. Mm. It just isn't quite working for them. They seem like they're not quite on the same page just yet. For the Giants, though. To hang around and to win against Clutch all of that. by Kelly, and wasn't it? That was huge. Mm. But their season is effectively still alive. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I don't mind. I really have admired what they've done over the past couple of weeks. The Giants have got that forward pressure back. Um, oh, I think you've really got to take your hat off to them. Josh Kelly, that goal late was extraordinary. Really their blue-collar back, back line, how many GWS defenders off the top of your head could you name right now? Like, you have to really Sam think Taylor's about it. Sam Taylor's the only one I could probably – oh, Himmelberg. Perryman. I did watch the game yesterday, so I was just playing dumb a little bit. Buckley. But, yeah. Six of them could walk down Chapel Street and you'd wonder who they are. <laughs> they Seriously. wouldn't be getting into electric. It's, no, they wouldn't be. They would have to show their ID, wouldn't they? Or come oh. with me. Oh, it's um, a so right. well done today. Good start, good start. Yeah. Hang around. Plenty more to talk about. We'll talk about the pies flying plus Jay-Z's top three headlines of the week. This is the Footy Talk podcast, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Still plenty more to get through, and we said we talk about the pies. They yes. are flying. Scary thing for opposition teams is the names that may oh be coming back goodness. in, and they may have upside. Geordie Degoe back this week against the Western oh. Bulldogs on Friday night. Then did he did he stay in Melbourne? Everybody, Geordie Degoe. He had a break somewhere sunny. Okay, for a week. Good I on th- him. I think he was in Warnable. Australia. Yeah. And then come back and trained, trained his little backside off. Good he on did. him. Love so that. So he's primed and fit and refreshed and chomping at the bit or chomping at something. And he can't wait to get back out there. And you think that um, with eight weeks left in the season or thereabouts, like it, this could be a perfect little tune up for him. Like he's going to come back wanting to make up for lost time. Is that fair, Daisy? I, I can't wait to see what he does. Mm. I think he's matured as a person and as a player, and we saw that in the way he was going about his football up until that point. It would normally be a three-week bender, is that, is that what we're saying? Uh, probably at least two, <laughs> and, and would have would have gone away and then come back and train. But he, I think he would have been doing everything in his powers yes. to not just come back in the best shape, but actually to use the block to get ahead. Yep. There's one thing to maintain. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you could, you could comfortably see it. And, uh, yeah. at the back half of the season where Everyone else starts to get a little bit sore, mm. uh, a little bit wounded. He'll be fit, fresh and firing. It's exciting though, isn't it? To go back this week, as you said, side bottom, some of the b- big names to come in. Mick Day was meant to play mm. VFL yesterday, unfortunately out with illness. So mm. you would expect him to potentially come back through the VFL next week. Yep. Um, but the question is, who comes out oh, as well? Oh, because I, I don't want to say it. But name names. Is Taylor Adams in oh. trouble? Is he? I don't know in terms of... We love of him. We love him here on Footy Talk. He's, I like his forward pressure. I yeah. think he plays a selfish role. But I think your point's really valid. Like, you know, look, if you look at their bench, starting bench against Gold Coast, Bobby Hill is going great. Yeah. Frampton, who's been going, you know, really mm-hmm. solid. Isaac Quano is a star in the making. And Jack Crisp is a dual best and fairest. Like... Who's, who's vulnerable? Like it's the a good pressure. problem to have Reef, if you fly. Brilliant problem. <laughs> Reef McInnes kicks six in the VFL. Wow. Ginevan uh, was in there. Josh Carmichael kicks three, three. So, like them, I reckon Collingwood and Port Adelaide are the clear top two yeah. now. They've, yeah. they've firmly broken away and they play each other in a couple of weeks. So, uh, if you're a Collingwood fan, you are keeping September as free. And this is in a season where everyone doubted them. Remember last year, 
They were picked as the slider. You got lucky last year. All those close finishes. You can't do it. And they've come out and shot the lights out. So, um, where is that one? With so pies far. and port, Adelaide. Adelaide. You'll be flying over to Adelaide Wee. for that one, I think, Abby. Yes. That should be an absolute crack. Uh, an interstate game we saw on the weekend was the West Coast playing host to the Saints. Yeah, you got a feel for the Eagles. I think they literally had 25 fit players to choose from. They had a crack, from. though, didn't mm-hmm. they, and in they that first were, half? They almost, well, they deserved to win, but they just weren't quite good enough. It was interesting listening to Simo pre-game um, yesterday, and he actually said Tim Kelly rang him about an hour before he needed to be mm. at the ground, and he didn't want to answer because he <laughs> knew, <laughs> he knew the other way. that he was going to say that he couldn't play because he's too sick. You so, hear the coach rings, and you sort of try and screen yeah. it a couple of times. No, so Simo literally said, that's it. That's every single player that is on our list. We didn't have any playing in the waffle. They got pumped again by 180 points or something. So that's it for the West Coast Eagles. Sorry, Abby. What do they need to bring in? Like a witchcraft, something or other, some mirrors, some black cats? Well, it was interesting. A bit of sage. Is that what you burn? I'm not sure. Is it? It's just some sort of spirits. We're getting a nod from Zoe. Sage. Something... Some real sort of supernatural they stuff. Need, was, they need to go outside the box. It was box. Ernie Dingo, I think, was on Yokai Footy a few weeks ago, and he said ever since they've put, I can't remember exactly what it was. Voodoo doll? Yeah, but they put something up in the club, and ever since they've done that, it, they've gone to shit. Well, rip it down. That's that's what he was saying. <laughs> I'll and go just, over and do it for her. You've got nothing to lose. Just try it. <laughs> yeah. See if that makes a difference. I yeah. once saged a putter because I had the yips. You Did you? burn the sage <laughs> and do that. It didn't work. So a Ouija do- board still a thing? They would be. Yeah. Okay. You, mate, there's that many people online who are trippers. They'd be able to come from everywhere and do something, and you'd be trying everything. Some tarot cards. Something like that. How yes. good was Elijah Hewitt yesterday, though? Oh, so 11 good. disposals, four marks, two goals, and the energy. Like, he, he was literally trying to get the crowd up and about, this young kid in game number four or five or, or whatever it is. But I loved the energy that he brought to that forward line. Becomes a big win for the Saints, though. Now yes. fifth. Equal mm. on points with Melbourne, yes. I believe they are. So, you know, for a side that we all expected, and by all I'll certainly put my hand up and sit firmly in this camp, yep. to start to slide or get a little bit hard, that was a game they had to win and they were good enough in the end just to do so. Mitch mm. Owens, rising star? Should be. I reckon oh. um, that is that was one of my headlines. I wonder whether oh, he is going to... No, 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 you're good. Is he the real rising star? Yeah. Do you want it in your mind? Keep yes. four goals yesterday. yes. In terms of impact on games and results for the Saints, yep. 100% it's Mitch Owens. Yep. Well, big call there. Um, injuries MRO yes. before we get to the big three headlines. So Jacob Weedering. Oh, um, what a dirty mongrel. Oh, I couldn't There's tell. Six in to it. ten weeks. It Maybe. happened right in front of me. Oh, my goodness. I was on the, on the boundary you for Triple M yesterday. You froth off your beer. Abby, I literally said happened? live on air, I said there is absolutely nothing. On Where that. does he get him? In his shoulder. Lloyd Meek, shoulder. Okay. Hey, we've got to remember as well, Lloyd Meek's a giant. Yeah. Yes. Hey, if, for him to get him high, he has to go up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't, couldn't tell on the replay. Maybe my eyes are faltering me so far away. So we've got the eyewitness. You could be called in as <laughs> a special Evidence witness. giver. Yes. Sit there. Give my evidence. <laughs> um, Jared Witts, a Gold Coast, uh, got a fine. So he will play this weekend for Port Adelaide. He knocked over Taylor Adams. Big injury watch on um, Bailey Fritch for Melbourne. Important Ooh, yeah. forward, as we touched on. Talk, speaking forward connection, he's probably the most dangerous forward. They desperately need him. Big watching Clayton Oliver. He needs to get through some main sessions this week to clear the hand. String did a big session across the weekend. So Melbourne, and they've said this before, but Touchwood expecting four yeah, weeks, haven't they? Been frustrating. They're expecting Clayton Oliver to play this week, and it is a huge game against St Kilda at Marvel Stadium. That will be a cracker, right? The 
the time that everyone's been waiting for, including my yep. brain, to get the words out just then. <laughs> yep. The big three headlines of the week. Start now. <laughs> right. Um, my first one is. This has been seamless today. <laughs> this is my first one. Ruck and roll, right? Ooh. Ruck and roll. Tell me, are Ruckman, and in particular Star Ruckman, a little bit overrated, right? Now, I know Gorn and Grundy is in the microscope at the moment, right? And it's not quite working. But I look at the, my eyes, look at the AFL ladder. Collingwood, Darcy Cameron got a got an average Ruckman. Port Adelaide, Scotty Lysett slash Brintequel, they went with the student, yeah. um, Vicente. Um, what, a, what a story that was, anyway. And then, so they're the top two teams. The third place team, Brisbane Lions, who's their Ruckman? Oscar McInerney. Be, Oscar, who wouldn't be on more Bigger. than 450, right? So my, my point, you know where I'm going with I this do. team. The, the, the top teams don't have that A-grade uh, Ruckman. And then you see Jack Silvani in the Ruck for Carlton on Sunday, and he's just sort of competing, I'd isn't love it, to right? get your opinion on this abs considering, considering you're married to a Ruckman and... <laughs> Yeah, but he's a, hard, he's a he's a <laughs> yeah, he's hard. Very, he's different. He he works hard and, and would be in one of those top three teams. So tell me, right? Have we overrated the value of a ruckman? Oh. This is where we have the hard conversations here at Footy Talk. Everybody always says you win the midfield, you win the contest, you yep. win the game of footy, right? Yep. Your rucks play a very important part of that in allowing you to get first hands on the ball. Yeah. That's yeah. the, that's the, the critical part of the game, really. If you're winning territory, unless you're Melbourne on the weekend, which I'm yes. Oh, who did you play on for the bulk of your outstanding yeah, who career? Was your ruck? Uh, Darren Jolly, yep. a very good ruckman. We yep. had uh, Jared Witts for a little bit. Josh Fraser as well. Yeah, mm. both. But that, they were all sort of. Or Darren Jolly was a workhorse he more was so a than a. It could go forward. Athletic yeah, freak it's show. A, it's a good point. Thank and, you. and sometimes when you are getting comfortably beaten out of the middle, it becomes easier because you either just lock onto your opposition because mm-hmm. you know you're not going to win the ball yeah. and you just start trying to shark their hit. So yeah. uh, it's a valid point. That's a good start. Thank but, you. What about this one, Cracking Kelly? Now, Josh Kelly has been one of the most maligned players in the competition over the past few years. And we know that Matt, he's got eight years, 39 years remaining on his contract at $7 billion a year. And everyone goes, well, he never performs. Well, I would say he is one of the top 10 players in the competition at the moment. He's in his absolute form of his life and he needs to be recognised as such because he's, we've always seen him for the skill and the polish and the flair. I think Adam Kingsley's been speaking to him about bringing that some of that other stuff to, to round out his game. And at GWS, he's been an absolute leader for them this season. And rather than just sort of being the really talented one who won't live up to his potential, I feel like Josh Kelly has turned the dial this, this year. 26 disposals yesterday, two goals. But yep. that, that one, that, that clutch moment, that's what you need from your best players, yep. isn't it? For them to really step up, dob that yep. goal from, what, 60-odd metres out in, in the wet. The wet. Yeah. In the yeah. wet. No, he was good all day. He's, he's always been an elite-looking, and he's a good-looking man, but he's always been an elite-looking player. Yeah. Smooth mover. Has he ever really been an elite player in the game? Have you ever considered him a top midfielder in the game? Not an inside midfielder. Yeah. I consider him top polish on the outside, but I think he certainly added that this season, that bit more hard edge to get inside. He has developed that part of his game. The third one, Mitch Owens, the real rising star. Have the bookies got it wrong? He's currently the third favourite. You've got a couple of midfielders there up the top in, Harry Sheasel mm. and Will Ashcroft, or this bloke who's winning the contested ball ahead of the ball, Daisy, like you used to do when you sat on people's heads and then scooped it up at ground level. He can do it all, and he's he's showing some Dale Thomas-type talent, so you need to continue to just... big pump up for the kid. Keep him (laughs) under your wing, guide him and teach him, and I think that we might see him salute, and it would be a deserved... 
award win if he gets it because I understand he's got your votes yeah, as well. It's Owens for me at the moment. Yeah. As I said, in terms of impact on the game, he's a he's a player who can literally do it all for you as yep. well. Um, you know, you know what Sheasel can do, you know what Ashcroft can do, but Mitch Owens, yep. he's so in- unpredictable in terms of where he's going to get deployed. Yeah. Um, but four goals yesterday, once again, like he, yeah, he he's it for me. What do you, who do you rate more, Daisy? The bloke who kicks four goals from 18 possessions forward of the ball or Harry Sheasel who can have a 35 times in space off halfback? I think you we don't have to get seduced by four goals against the West Coast Eagles. Oh. I'm very much a pump up the play sort of operator. But if Lid I going back on, if I could have, you know, presented yesterday <laughs> at half forward, I reckon I could have maybe snagged but two or three. Mitch Owens, on a, a number of occasions this year for the Saints, has he, been the difference he has in a, terms of their wins and their losses. It's a body a of work. Yes. Yeah, as with Sheasel. Uh, at the minute, I'll be having Sheasel in a side that's going not so well. She's Louise. Back, mid and forward. I, I think it's a great discussion to have and we are lucky and blessed again to have a fantastic crop of young kids. Yes. That's all for you? Yes. Back down the Yarra Valley. Thank you very Thank much. You. Abs, where are you off to? Uh, to the couch. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am off to bed. That has been the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got a question, get on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Joey and Rui. Listener.